Hello and welcome to the Full Fat Podcast. I was going to say this is the first time I've ever been filmed in slightly less than 1080p, but it is in fact the second time because we screwed up the very first recording. We recorded, oh it's making me wince thinking about it, we recorded about 40 minutes and um, it was definitely... (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely the best full fat podcast of all time yeah and we said some we said some great points and it was super interesting and uh yeah, yeah you're never gonna get to see it this, no, this podcast is just a tribute to the greatest podcast in the world but they'll never hear it yeah <laughs> it never happened yeah. i like that reference it was the podcast we uh it was a podcast we didn't deserve unfortunately and and you said le- less than 1080p speak for yourself I've got a nice HD <laughs> webcam. <laughs> you have got HD webcam, but that's because you're a little streamer gamer girl streamer. now. And you're gonna go, well, as of tonight yeah. at 8 p.m. GMT on Twitch, um, I will be a gamer girl. What will girl. you be streaming, Terry Merkin? <laughs> I'll be streaming Jedi Fallen Order. And if you can't spell my name, which is a lot of people, I've had a lot of comments say they can't spell it. It's T-E-R-I-M-U-R-K-I-N. If we do an edit, can I have the letters come up or something? <laughs> I was thinking just that, yeah. yeah. Whether or not I remember to tell Harry Bag that and we see it come up will be something we'll see on the final video. The people yeah. listening will know. Or people watching. Yeah, know, yeah. Watching, yeah. Watching, rather, yeah. Mm. yeah. Because this is the very first time we've ever filmed the podcast, as everyone knows. The very first time. We've never done this before. No. Definitely not this morning. Definitely wasn't stressful. And we wanted to tear our <laughs> eyeballs and hair out. Yeah. But anyway... This is the Full Fat Podcast, where every week we shoot the shit and talk about various pop culture, including WandaVision, which we've been going through since it started. It's hard to believe it was eight weeks ago, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, it's gone so yeah. fast. But yeah. But uh, Terry, Charlie, as we've been going through every week and I've been asking you what you thought for the final time, what did you think? Uh, I um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice finale. I, I think... It helped that that article come out recently about where I think it was the the creator of the show said that he thinks fans are going to be disappointed because of everyone building up that there was going to be some sort of reveal. So I feel like that helped Mm. me because it was like, I'm so glad that did come out because we were all very like, we had a load of questions that we were asking, what's the big reveal? Mm. Um, And I think I probably would have been disappointed if I didn't have had him come out and say that. Um, But because I was sort of prepared, um, I was like, okay, it's going to be an actual finale for the characters. There isn't going to be anything sort of particularly like wider MCU world, do you know what I mean, that's going to come in. Um, so I was, mm. and I, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like that the episode got stuck in straight away. And um, I like that it ended up sort of, it started off action heavy and sort of went a bit sort of more character driven and it kind of paid off those character beats that we'd been, you know, following out throughout the uh, the show. And uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, how about, yeah, you guys? I thought the first half was fantastic. I thought the first half of the second half was a bit dodgy. Initially, I was like, (laughs) I didn't enjoy the second half as much. It was all still great. But there was like a, but the end of the second half, um, like upon reflection. uh, Some quick maths. So you said the first half was good. The first half of the second half was bad. (laughs) And the second half of the second half was good. So what you're saying is the first... The third quarter was, was the only bad quarter. It was weakest, yes, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but I thought the end was nice. It like sort of brought together this whole story of, of grief that they were telling, um, mm. which is was more of a reflective thought than an initial I mean, we're, thought. We're, 
we're going to dig into mm-hmm. sort of the nitty gritty and some of the scenes and obviously some of the big fights. But would you say you're satisfied as kind of a yes or no from this from this series? I would say I'm seventy five percent satisfied. Well, sounds like our love life. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> seventy five. That's a lot. <laughs> Brilliant. Just just single tier, single tier, yeah. And they can yeah. see no, no single tier this tier. week. <laughs> when I when I put in a lot of effort, I think we can get it up to at least twenty percent satisfying. For about thirty seconds, yeah. I think thirty seconds is pushing it. <laughs> it's gonna last a whole song this time. Uh, see Terry's doing this to you so that you try harder. Smart, smart Terry. She, she, she <laughs> said to me she she wants our, our love life to last as long as an episode of the podcast, which is why this podcast episode is going to be so short. <laughs> and uh, that's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby, that was so disappointing. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't believe in wasting time. You know, time is money. You've got to go. You've got to go. <laughs> um, so less of our love life and more of WandaVision. What do you think? Less of our love life, more of WandaVision, so, yeah. You said 75%, um, didn't you, that you was satisfied with the episode? Yes. I felt quite satisfied from a character point of view um, mm-hmm. in terms of I was very satisfied with the story we've been following. Yes. Um, was I satisfied in the fact that, you know, we thought that the character was going to go in? No, not so much. But I kind of like took that out of my head and didn't care as much um, after that article. I sort of thought, OK, it's not really about that. And I have enjoyed what the show, the bulk of the show has been about anyway. Um, and obviously yeah. like the characters and particularly Wonder and Vision, because I think the, I think what this show has given us is you know a proper origin story essentially with these two characters and it's uh made Mm. them a lot more interesting because i don't know about you guys i wasn't particularly interested in um like vision that much in the other movies and Mm. i think scarlet witch i always see her potential but she wasn't really her muscles weren't really flexed until until now um which i was happy i've always liked scarlet witch yeah or well up until this point wanda yeah um and I think she's always had a little bit more to do than Vision. Yes. Uh, and and I think he's the one that's really gotten the most of an up... Well, she's had more to do in this series, mm-hmm. but I think the point at which he started from beforehand, he's gone up, in my estimation, way more. Yes. Because I already liked her. I already liked her a lot. And, I, you know I mean? and so we got more Paul Bettany, give, I felt. me more. Paul Bettany brought more of himself yeah. in, I felt, with this. Um, yeah. The yeah that's Ever since I saw him as Dryden Voss, I wanted more of that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> Looks just like the real thing. <laughs> what did we think of the opening, the opening bit of carnage with not only Wanda v Agatha, but Vision v the V one thousand, if you will, <laughs> the V one thousand. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I, I the only thing I would say was um, I do think it's difficult to do flying characters fighting yeah mm. i think like i think it's something that we've not quite figured out obviously like things like man of steel um they kind of do it very anime-esque and then it, it felt very man of steel yes yeah. in, in some I places think. yeah but then i guess that's the only way to do sort of flying because i guess that's kind of how the physics would work i guess like if you hit if you could generate that much power if you hit someone surely they would still fly off i don't know quite, it's difficult isn't it um yeah. it, 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 it was more down to like the the way like the moves they were pulling off and stuff like particularly when Vision dragged uh, White Vision across the ground it kind of reminded me of in Man of Steel you know yeah. he's like, touches, like don't touch my mother and then he like <laughs> throws them into like a tanker or whatever and that, it was the same thing here 
um, where he gets thrown into like Walter White's camper van, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I like. was a bit worried coming into this episode because we had we had Wanda, we have Agnes, we have Monica, who all have their witchy wiggly woo powers. Then we've got mm. obviously Vision, Vision One Thousand. Uh, we've got the kids. So there's like so many people like in the hex with powers. I was just scared it was just going to come over like a free for all brawl type thing. Mm. But I think it was handled really well in that there was like action and then it kind of took a step back and then it jumps back into the action and then it took a, a bigger step back, if that makes sense. Yeah. When the whole family was assembled and I'm pretty sure I, I was going to call it the Incredibles moment. Yeah, it was very incredible. But I think it. But I think it's almost an Incredibles reference because there's that shot where all four of them are together, yeah. yeah, and it sort of and it and it pushes in from the perspective of the tanks. It felt very, very much like the same shot in Incredibles. You know, when yeah. they're they're in like the uh, jungle setting, yes. and they're all finally yeah. together. And it like yeah. swoops it almost down. felt like the same shot. It did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that was and there was another like a little com- completely intentional reference. Sorry. There was another little reference in that in when um, Wanda hit Agnes with the car. And sent her into the building. It was like the Wizard of Oz because you could see her little feet. Yes, oh, well, yeah. really that also, is cool. Yeah, there was another uh, Oz reference uh, on the cinema. It said, "Now playing Oz the Great and Powerful," ah. which is of course directed by Sam Raimi, who is going to be directing Wonder Next. Which I thought was very wow, interesting. That's very cool. Very they they have really done. Yeah. They've they've gone really meta. It's like I'm I'm gonna. Just talk about when she becomes obviously the Scarlet Witch. But if she didn't know previously that she was mm. the Scarlet Witch, who did she dress up as on Halloween? She says she's a Sokovian fortune teller, I believe. Oh yes, I thought so that I was a the lie in... when she said it. She was just like, oh, "It's this." Oh, that's how well, I. Took maybe, it. maybe she, as, as as subconsciously created the look and said to herself, "Oh, it's a Sokovian fortune teller." Do you know what I mean? Not knowing yeah. that it was it was the witch. That's a good point. Yeah, we don't know because we don't know how much of it is sort of like. I feel like when they imply all these things about the the law behind the Scarlet Witch and that she is forged and she's this evil dark messiah, it kind of very much feels like Dark Phoenix. Yes, yes and that whole storyline. Yeah, and in, in which they've never really done with with the Scarlet Witch in that way in the comics before. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they've always delved into you know the the way that her powers can can break reality apart. But to see her sort of separated and to see Wanda sort of refer to the witch as almost like a different entity yes. felt very Dark Phoenix. Mm. Although she has um, a lot more control yeah, so maybe, over it. Maybe there are things beyond her control, you see what I'm saying? I see what you mean, yeah. The witch is kind of, do you know what I mean? Or, or it's, it's a different, it's a split side of her, isn't it? Yes. That maybe was calling to her right up until it happened. Yeah. It's, it almost feels like she's been like possessed by the Scarlet Witch, if that makes sense. Yes. That's how it yeah. feels. But it doesn't like feel the like Scarlet Witch is. Sorry, Graham. it doesn't feel like a like a painful thing though. Like in terms oh, of like no. the Jean Ga- the Jean Gra- uh, Grey comparison, like the Phoenix, it's like it doesn't feel like she's not got it un- under control. Um, do you know what I mean? Like obviously Phoenix is a bit more like you know out of control. Yeah. Whereas she seems I to guess be the a diff- I guess the difference is that Phoenix can't control her power in like a physical sense mm. whereas Wanda can, can Wanda can if she wants to lift up a car she can mm. but it's more about the mental stresses yes. and the toll it's yeah. taken on her and, and over the years and all of her trauma mm. affects how well she uses her powers Absolutely. Yes. I think possessed um, yeah. was maybe too harsh a word I feel like it was the Scarlet Witch was gifted upon her <laughs> gifted yeah. gifted yeah mayhaps mayhaps mm. uh, I was very intrigued by 
all of the info dumps we were getting from Agatha as they were fighting, um, she confirms that the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than Doctor Strange, doesn't she? She says she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh. So it's interesting to see how... I wonder how that's going to play out mm. in Doctor Strange 2. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I, I was going to ask you about this, Terry, specifically because we obviously spoke about the idea would Wanda be a villain mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the season or going to Doctor Strange 2. Yes. And you obviously didn't... You weren't, you weren't a fan of that. Um so are you kind of happy that it, it doesn't seem like it's going to go that way? Or I hope it doesn't. Yeah, it, it just feels like so cliched to be like, oh, this woman has too much power and now she can't handle her emotions. So she can't handle her power. So we must take her down. Like, it sucks. Yes. It's a sucky like, storyline. I mean, I'm of two minds about it because I, I agree with you on that sense. I do think it's a bit of a tired trope. You know, like we've seen it handled poorly with Dark Phoenix and with like Daenerys and Game of Thrones yeah. that sort of thing um, but I, what I did like about it is that they kind of did that with Iron Man a little bit in the sense that you made him a hero mm. and then we went into Civil War and things got a bit grimy and then by yeah. the end of the movie it's like he did try to murder Bucky and he ended up with egg on his face and ended up completely humiliated like yeah. laying there broken with you know the shield was left to him because Cap didn't want it anymore their relationship was completely destroyed and half the Avengers hated him mm. um and then obviously, by the end of his arc, I Am Iron Man, he, came, he brought it back, he saved the universe. Uh, and I'm wondering if they're going to do a similar thing with Wanda, which would be interesting to go, you know, you know, she's been a hero for Age of Ultron, et al, and all that. And now WandaVision is where perhaps she, she realises the true extent of her power and Doctor Strange is perhaps maybe about her con- learning to control that. And she'll come, she, she, maybe, they, maybe that'll be her civil war, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, very possibly. I, I feel like that's... I'd, I'd be surprised if that does happen just because um, I mean the end credit of her learning the spells um, through mm. that book um, I think that says to me that you know she's going to start being able to control it a bit more and I feel like everything I feel like the whole part of point of this sort of season was that she doesn't have control of it she, she's realised that through her emotions or whatever that they mm. can like create I mean she needs to have them controlled yeah, in yeah in all yeah and and, and the that's the arc kind of thing and i feel like it would be weird to go back kind of to that yeah yeah. i think she definitely learns her lesson by the end of this and is like if she Uh, lets go of her grief then she has more control of her powers if that makes sense i could see it happening again but like in terms of but i don't think it would be like a and it might be like a last resort kind of thing maybe like she really but i just can't see it happening i feel like this whole whole point with this was that she was learning to sort of control it a bit more and who she was um I, I was less sure than when we spoke about this in uh, the episode three review yeah. that she was going to become a villain um, based on what you what you guys have just said. But I do also think as much as, you know, she, she, she fixed this problem, I think what they're implying long term is that as she grows in more power, she's going to face more problems. I could see more, that too. Yeah. There's yes, going to be more... Because, because the way Agatha was like, oh, you have no idea what you've unleashed mm-hmm. and one day you're going to need me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like they are setting it up. Uh, that, that is a good point, yeah. It, it's not going to be like a black and white thing of she breaks bad and now suddenly she's a villain. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a continuous thing of yes. the more yes. the more power I get, how the question of whether or not I can control it yes. is going to keep and coming up. Agatha said it was like in the prophecy of her, in like a prophecy of her to like destroy the world. Did, did she, have I got that wrong? Said that it was in the yes, book. It was written yes. in the book that she would like destroy the world. So I do like It was that in the as, damn book. Yeah, it was mm. in the book. So I like the idea that like, her destiny is to destroy the world, but like she's constantly battling against that. If that makes sense, 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's cool because that ties into the whole theme of the episode. Yeah. And what Agatha was trying to do to her is she kept trying to show her who she was. And she kept being like, you know, you're this person, you're this destroyer of worlds. You know, the, the citizens will gather around her and she makes them she makes them tell their truths and their pain and how, how traumatic the whole experience has been. In an effort, Agatha is doing all these things, isn't she, in an effort to, sew, uh, to show Wanda what a terrible person she is. Mm. And for her at the end to say, I don't need you to tell me who I am. Uh, was was so satisfying, I thought. And I think it's almost what she's needed to say yes. since the very beginning of the MCU. You know, she's always been passed around between people who thought they knew better for her, whether it be Strucker or Ultron mm. um, or even like, you know, Thunderbolt Ross in Civil War and all those sort of things, mm. Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, and, and even indeed in this, Hayward and Agatha. Yes. So, you know, for her to actualise... It's true enough. As uh, the Scarlet Witch was very was very epic, and it was cool the way they sort of revealed her having that realization with you know the, all the people sort of zombifyingly coming towards her. Like, can you help? Like, we'll we'll, we'll do what you want. Just just let just save my kid or do this and yeah, uh, I thought yeah that was really yeah. cool. Like, Agatha called the meat puppets. That was horrible. <laughs> meat, meat puppets. puppets. Like just. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ooh. That is gross. Baby, I've heard you use that in the bedroom. <laughs> Less about our love life, please. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, meat puppet whittle. Um, oh, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Surely I'd be please. the meat puppet. I think we might have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to make me seem like a beast, sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh. That was gross. <laughs> uh, don't 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 apologise to me. Apologise to the viewers. <laughs> it's okay. When I upload this to Anchor, I tick it as explicit. So. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. we are we are gonna cut that out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see how generous uh, I'm I'll feeling. I'll slide Harry bag an extra note under the table and hope he'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say after everything you've already said, I wouldn't be talking about sliding anyone anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely going to keep worse. this. You're going to keep this whole thing. Aren't you? Make me look so bad. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in the cut down as well. Oh, yeah, no. that's, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the cut uh, down itself. <laughs> Matt, Matt, meet puppet Whittle. T- t- Terry, Terry, David Brent's the situation. <laughs> Look, sometimes oh. Brent is in all of us. Yep, everyone. Falls Again, you're Brent. just making this sound filthy. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know what, I don't know what you guys are into, but. <laughs> uh, David Brent is a sexual icon. Okay, he's an absolute. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but yeah, raw sex appeal as Charlie just displayed. Yes, amazing. What did you guys think of uh, not only the Vision v Vision Man of Steel stuff, which you kind of already covered, but more importantly, I think the Ship of Theseus scene where uh, Vision basically made an appeal to conditional Vision. V1000. He just, but... like, no-you'd him, didn't he? <laughs> he was like, I'm here to destroy the vision, and vision was like, no-you. <laughs> I, 
I love the way he wrecked him like a computer would wreck another computer. Like, you're yeah. only the conditional vision. It's like, oh, <laughs> conditional. Like, yeah, in the computer world, all the other computers were going nuts. They were like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, whoa. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Amazing. I'm not, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. That's <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite scenes, actually, of the episode. Um I really liked it. Um, I like that he kind of... It, it wasn't a smashy smash that solved it. You know, it was him like almost reprogramming yeah, him. Like, mm. you're, a, you're a consciousness that exists. You don't, you're not, you're not someone to be controlled. Like, and he understood what things to say. And um, I thought that was really, I thought it was a really cool scene. The way he just sort of spoke mm. him down. Because it does make sense. And, and I like that it's not... I mean, not, not, not to say Spider-Man 2 is a bad example, but I just don't think that plot point would have worked for this in uh, where Doc Ock is evil until the inhibitor chip yeah, yeah. stops it. And then it's like Peter can talk to Doc Ock on a, on a level now that the inhibitor chip's stopping it. Yes. I like that it wasn't that. Same. It was... Yeah, he just he just talks to him. And because he is the vision, it's like kind of like Scott Pilgrim with like Scott and Nega Scott, yeah. isn't it? Where they're like, they're, they're both the same person essentially. So of course they would get on. Um, yeah, also it's like just needs to talk to him, and he and, he, and he'll learn, won't he? One hundred percent, and it, it makes sense because it's like the people that programmed the t- the V one thousand, they they you know they know that you know they can only do a certain amount in terms of programming that way. Whereas Vision, he's a computer; he understands how to make computers do what he wants. Do you know what I mean? So he's obviously yeah, it makes yeah. sense that he would just talk it. Down. Obviously, his programming is going to be way better than these like human scientists programming, unless they're totally stark or something. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought it was nice because as soon as White Vision popped up, we all thought, "Oh, well, surely he's going to combine with him, and that's how he's going to leave the hex." Mm. But I think it was actually nicer that he just disappeared, the, the, didn't he? What, the, the disappearing, I don't, I don't. He just so like flew like. away, and we have no idea but. what happened to him. <laughs> I mean, Wanda has a great paying by numbers if she keeps him. If he gets to stay. <laughs> she can just pay. See, him I think in. that's what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what will happen. I think that whatever they follow on, it'll be about her sort of bringing back Vision mm-hmm. through that version of him. Do you think Vision will, if we continue to see Vision in the MCU, do you think he will keep his memories? Or- of the hex, or do you think he's just not going to remember any of it? Uh, I think he will. I th- well, he transport. He, he he gives him his memories, doesn't he? Yes. The the but the does, true does vision he not or Wanda's vision. The memories that are already in Vision's body, because obviously his body has not been in the hex this whole time. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, because so... he's, he's he he says something, doesn't he? Like. Your memory banks aren't the same as like normal human beings. They kind of like he, he said they're being away. like restricted, and like when he touched the little stone, he unrestricted them. Yeah, yeah. something like that. We, <laughs> I feel like it's techno babble. Computer jargon. He accessed the cloud. That's what I thought he did. You know, I imagine his consciousness is in the cloud, and he accessed it. <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense. He's a computer. You know, he put it in some sort of satellite. You know, it's sending down to him. He can access his memories at any point in any sort of body that he's in that's what i imagine he is like interesting i didn't know you were a screenwriter from 2014 (laughs) to 2016 where you know as soon as we had cloud stuff eventually hollywood started being like oh it's been saved to the cloud or like do you remember that movie (laughs) sex Sex tape yep i was thinking the same thing yeah the whole thing was it was like in the cloud and (laughs) they'd 
But like, uh, there was this really silly plot point in that where like they'd copied their sex tape to every single device or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like went, it didn't, it didn't make sense. And it was like, it would download it. Really wild stuff. I went to see it as a first date when I was a teenager, and it was the most awkward viewing of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that film very vividly. That's funny. Yeah, I liked that they compared it to the ship of thesis i think it's a really nice way of of explaining very quickly this kind of complicated thing that he is he is still vision the vision that we've been following in the series but then this other vision is still vision and and uh, there was a really great there's a really great line when he says that neither ship of theseus neither the one that has had all the boards replaced or the original is the ship mm. but both are the ship and that was a really nice way nice neat way for that conversation to come to a close um, also, I, I very much liked it because uh, shameless Doc Two plug. Got to have one once per episode. Uh, in uh, in Capaldi's first appearance, they do a similar thing. So obviously, he's become like a new Doctor in the same way. There's a new Vision, um, but instead of referring to the ship of Theseus explicitly, they refer to like another way it's been uh, described before in the sense of like a broom. And he says to he says to the villain, "Oh, you've changed the handle and you've changed the broom head so many times, you can't realize." You can't determine who's the original you. And then as he says this, he sees a reflection of himself. And he's like, oh, yeah, neither can I, kind of thing. Um, and I thought it was, inter- it was interesting. They did a similar thing in this episode where it was like, how, how can I determine which vision is the true vision? And I really like that line that he said where he was like, neither ship is the ship of Theseus, but both ships are also the ship of Theseus. I, I, what I really liked about the whole scene in general, like even when they was fighting, I think they quite got, they got quite inventive with it. Like I like when he sort of punched through him and then like trapped him in his own body and then like, like throwing him around with it. Like, I just love that you could do that with vision. I think it's like a power that we haven't really seen that you can, do you know? Oh what yeah, because yeah. he sort of like, what V V one thousand like went to punch him. <laughs> yeah, and he like phased through him, didn't he? And then he like caught, caught his it. arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that sick. was really cool. That was really cool. And it's interesting it how uh, later on when the bullets go through Monica, sorry, I've jumped a little bit, but it's relevant. Um, she has like it's the all same, powers. Yes, it's all, it's all powers. powers. She has she does like the same thing. Um, like she, the mm. bullets go through her, don't they? Like she changes her density. So I'm wondering if like the Mind Stone oh, yeah. gave Wanda the pa- her powers, but the Mind Stone has also given Monica the powers through the hex, if that makes sense. Yes. I wasn't sure if it was that she was necessarily phasing them through her. Mm. It, was, it was kind of like, I feel like her powers are to sort of like absorbing. Because mm. you know how like it's sort of her eyes went orange. Yeah. Whereas before, before we had blue power, she had that blue energy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what exactly is it? I thought it was just sort of like a, almost like a blue Captain Marvel sort of thing. Yeah. But now I'm starting to think it's, it's more to do with like she absorbs things maybe. Because the bullets passed through her, didn't they? But they sort of, they'd lost Slowed, their... Slowed, sort of... yeah, their momentum. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The kinetic energy had sort of been That's drawn out That's a really of them, cool power, though. Like, uh, to absorb energy and then use it, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, everyone in this show... It's, it's a bit of a misnomer for the MCU. Everyone in it is, like, really powerful. Super even powerful. The kids. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like the kids could f- mess up some, some Hawkeyes and Black Widows. <laughs> Do you oh. know what I mean? Oh, easy. Oh easy. The kid, the... the... Without powers. <laughs> The kid with the that stops the bullet, not the fast kid. He was in Hill House, and I just find him so annoying. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I do. I thought I thought he was annoying in Hill House. I think he's annoying in this one. I'm really sorry. I'm not much of a kid person anyway. (laughs) Poor evil person. Can you imagine? He comes to watch the full pack podcast. Oh, he's so annoying. 
<laughs> yeah, can you imagine if, if this kid that is already more successful in his lives than we are in our own is a <laughs> star of an MCU epic, watches the full, full five videos and, and is really offended. I'm sure you'll be laughing all the way to the, to the bank. <laughs> you say that, you say that, but poor, mm. poor Annie, the actor who played Annie in the original Phantom Menace, you know, messed him up. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about um, like the Annie the musical. Annie, <laughs> yeah, then that... the orphan girl. I'm Annie. sure that's a dog. <laughs> tomorrow. Annie, tomorrow. that's Lassie. Lassie's the dog. Annie's Who's a little... Annie the dog. No, Annie's a little ginger girl. <laughs> Annie's the little ginger girl. Yeah. <laughs> so know. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny? We did Annie at Don't school. Don't care about that stuff. I care about cool shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh shit. Yeah. Yes. We did. Yeah. We did Annie at school, <laughs> and I was the only ginger kid, and I didn't get cast as Annie, and I had to wear a brown wig while the girls who that's played Annie watched. Because you were terrible. I know. <laughs> she was Bad fantastic. Actor. The other girl. Yeah. yeah. As we all know. <laughs> um, on the subjects of Monica, uh, you've reminded me that I went. I went to mention on the pod that I thought uh, Monica Darcy and Jimmy Woo were all kind of wasted mm, in this episode. That's true. They, they did. They fulfilled plot things mm-hmm. like Jimmy Woo bringing the cavalry and or, or getting Haywood stitched up and obviously Darcy stops Haywood and all that sort of stuff. But they just sort of felt like they were there for the majority of the episodes. They pop up and go away. I agree with your point about Darcy because they literally just had her drive into the director guy. She did they? nothing. She did, she did absolutely nothing. nothing episode, but yeah. I actually wrote down in my notes, Jimmy Woo becoming my favourite character. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Because like he's still he's, awesome. the, the way he was like, yeah, they're coming, and then he goes down the corner and is like, yeah, can you come, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I yeah, I liked that in particular because mm-hmm. I thought they were going to do the kind of the bullshit trope, the bullshit trope where you know they're yes. twiddling it with their thumbs, yeah. and he's just called them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice that he just yeah. <laughs> I'm in a tight spot here. <laughs> I've always thought that is a wasted opportunity for a gag when they do that. I'm like, surely they should send like a load of nonsense, and they're like, what does he mean? Like, why is he wrote? Yeah, like, do you know what I, mean? like, I don't know what. They're... But yeah, um, yeah, that trope is annoying. I, I do agree with that. Um, I was kind of what I did thought was a bit weird. Is I feel like we didn't get much closure with um, Wanda and who's the guy who runs Sword again? Uh, the... Oh, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get much of a. You know what I mean? Like them to yeah, because he gets he gets arrested mm. in the post credit scene. Yeah. It's like it's like we don't even care at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, strange. I, I mean, he was kind of the secondary antagonist anyway. Yeah, that's but I true. think it would have been nice to see Wanda confront her, confront him at the end. I suppose it's yes. just time constraints, isn't it? They're trying to fit it into an episode. I think they could have easily made this episode like a feature length movie, but you don't want to do that. Yeah, so th- you can tell that that. They funneled the focus mm-hmm. into the family. We need to provide closure for Absolutely. Vision, Wanda, the kids, and then obviously give Agatha something to do. And it seems like there wasn't much time left over for everyone mm-hmm. else, which is, it's fine. Obviously, you know, Wanda Vision, they should mm-hmm. get the focus in the finale. Yeah. They're in the title, but it, it seems it seems strange after the amount of time we'd spent with everyone else, particularly like with Monica, for example, because she basically got her own episode. Mm. Um, and then she does she does nothing really yeah that's a good point yeah it's weird now looking at it in all the context because I I'm glad they have that last beat together where they're kind of where Rambo's like I, I would have done the same thing um, mm, if I was in yes. your position I thought mm. that was a great scene um, and it was good because I feel like it helped Wanda not beat herself up too much about the scenario um, yes and you know rationalise her thoughts a bit more um, but yeah like you said it, I mean I guess she gets the importance of that scene but other than that 
it is weird that she doesn't really get Oh, and she does have the post-credit, though, with the... Yeah, we're going to see her no, in about... her yeah. own story soon, so... Yeah. I know, I know, but, but, but the post-credit to me, it's the same thing as Haywood getting arrested in the post-credit. It's like, yeah. once you get to the post-credit, we're just, we're just teasing things to the future yeah. for fun now. I don't, I don't really agree with, like, giving characters their arcs and plot points in the post-credit. I agree, that is a good point. Seems, yeah. Yeah, definitely. seems like too much. Mm. Um, the thing that I found most disappointing across the whole episode uh, was... Ralph Boner. Ralph, Ralph Boner. Boner. <laughs> You're really Ralph Boner? <laughs> Boner. I, feel like I, I just that. didn't understand what what happened. Like it, it it made me laugh because it reminded me of a story from school uh, involving me and Charlie where in a history lesson um, this uh, we were learning about this thing called Boner Law. It was oh, yeah. called Boner Law. And uh, Harry Bag, our editor, literally just went <laughs> boner really loudly. And like at this point, this was a sixth form class. We weren't kids at this point, and we were just giggling at the teacher. And it was to the point where even the teacher was laughing at the the, the juvenile <laughs> nature of just <laughs> boner. <laughs> and it was it was it was the same gag here, wasn't it? Of yes, yeah, literally. Oh, boner, <laughs> boner. <laughs> as funny as it was, it. It's 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 really disappointing. But, See, what do but, you think it means then? Yeah, I'm think... so confused. I think the implication is that he is a real person played by Evan Peters who lives in that house and he's another one of the citizens that was turned. Because Monica looks at a piece of paper, doesn't she? And she says, oh, you don't, you're the one that actually lives here and Agatha's sort of staying here with you. So it's sort of almost to explain why Agatha would be the neighbour. But... It, it it's just turned Quicksilver's whole part to play in this series into a bit of a gimmick. Like, yeah. I liked mm. that he came in, and then not only did he come in, but he had like a relationship to Wanda, and they got to speak and stuff. And then for all of that to get sort of chucked away, it feels really pointless. And then yeah, that was a real shame. yeah. That was the because when it got chucked away, I kind of thought, oh, it'll come back in the finale, but it, but it didn't no. really, did it? No. Yeah, he was yeah, there I... for an episode, and then just was essentially gone, yeah. yeah yeah. He was the, he was the guest star for that episode. Yeah, that was a real shame. That 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 was one of the big disappointments of all of this uh, episode. Um, although I do find it weird that you know he does make that joke of like Haha, boner. Uh, so that makes me think that like it isn't him. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, why what? would he laugh at his own name? Do you know what I mean? Like, he knows that's his name. I don't know. So I... is it like implied something else? My hope is that. They've just left it open-ended mm-hmm. because they weren't sure if people were going to love or hate the fact that they've brought someone in from the X-Men universe. And then when we get into the multiverse as we go further down the MCU, maybe he will come back into it. But I, but I, it's, dis- it's just disappointing because it's like they must have known that everyone would be discussing the implications of Evan Peters Quicksilver coming in and yeah. and, and what that means. And the fact that we, it's not like we're guessing that it's going to turn into a multiverse thing. We know it's going to turn into a multiverse thing. Yeah. So it seems strange to just have a little bit of a meta casting joke. Yeah, I thought they were like, this is going to be fun. And then it totally blew out of control mm. with everyone going, the X-Men. And they're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Which is why that article and, and- came out. 
and as much as it's a fanboy thing to say, oh, Magneto might come in because Quicksilver's come in. The reason why we were so interested in Magneto coming in is because he is Wanda's father. Mm. He presents a new moral paradigm to her life. He might have convinced her to join the Brotherhood or he might have convinced her of like, you know, the mutant plight. And there's all these kind of interesting story beats that could have come out of that. Definitely. It wasn't um, just a fanboy thing. So- <laughs> <laughs> also, was this yeah, but- supposed to be... Was Evan Peters our Luke Skywalker? I think so, yeah. Because we never got a Luke Skywalker, did we, really? But then we never got Paul Bettany's actor. It turned out it was himself. <laughs> that was so funny, though. Like, I I think that's hilarious that he did that. I think that's so funny. Um, I feel bad for him and Elizabeth Olsen, because obviously yeah. when they're in these interviews, when she said, oh, there's something Luke Skywalker level, and when he said, there's an actor I've wanted to work with for years, they didn't think, think yeah. that it was going to blow up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, and it's also, it's, it's not the fault of the show. It's the fault of us. The, the audience. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah no, it is. Yeah. It's, the, it, it's, it's, it's the fault of, uh, of us getting so carried away yes. with, with, as, as a collective, as, exactly. as the internet, as, as the way the media... Uh, comments on all these interviews and stuff like that. We turn it into a big deal. We take the smallest scrap of the interview and go, oh, well, you know, this must mean, you know, who could this be? Here's 10 people that could be Luke Skywalker level in WandaVision and all this sort of stuff. And like, yeah. Exactly. We, I feel, it would have just been better if we just let it go. <laughs> no, I agree. And I, it's made me kind of, I feel bad for them in that sense because I think they've been very, you know, care, been very internet conscious of a lot of these things and they've put all these sort of Easter eggs in and they've tried to get, put things in the background, like, you know, like the Oz thing, for example, where they want mm. us to break these things down. And I kind of felt bad for them because I felt like they've gone out their way to actually try and give us those things. And then, mm. you know, these actors have said like, one thing and we've took it and run wild with it. And you it did kind of make me mm. sad to hear the creator say, oh, people are going to be disappointed because obviously like in his heart, he's, when he's making the show, he's not thinking... You know that this going these issues are going to be a problem. Do you know what I mean like these sort of yeah. things are yeah. going to pop up? Um, yeah. So we didn't disappoint what, people. What did you guys think uh, about where Agatha's story ended? Because I thought it was really satisfying that not only has she kept her alive and she's trapped her in Westview, but I really liked the kind of almost Hannibal Lecter style plot point they're teasing of like, uh, you know, Wanda is obviously going to keep growing in power. And Agatha is conscious of that. And Agatha said, you know, you'll need me one day when you can't control this stuff. And for, for Wanda to be like, oh, well, I'll come back here. Yeah. It kind of makes it feel a bit like it's going to be like Science of the Lambs. You know what I mean? Like she's going to walk in and she's in prison and she's going to get information out of her for like the next threat or whatever, or, or the things she needs to do with Scarlet Witch. Sorry, go on, go on. I don't think we've seen the last of her at all. No. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Charlie? No, 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 I just don't agree with you, really. I, I don't think at all, and I think that's a really cool idea if they do treat her like that um, and save her for a later date. Um, I've often I've often thought that that's, that would be a cool way for them to do, uh, like, a Batman thing with the Joker as well. Like, the first time you see him in, like, the new universe is that he's already in prison and that you just, mm. you have him helping out and then you later on have in the third movie that he, you know, he he's the foe or whatever. Mm. And I, I think that, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they kind of do that with Agatha, like, use her for a bit to get information and then we have, like, I don't know, like a another show or a film or whatever where she's like big bad and she's got more power or whatever i always like that kind of thing in in when they do that anyway in yeah. comics and films i'm not i'm not so sure that she'll continue to be a villain because we haven't mm. really seen the, the the depth of her motivations it's true and even though she says i take power from the undeserving 
that's not necessarily something that there's necessarily villainous. It could just be that she's an anti-hero because from her perspective, the Scarlet Witch is nothing but a bad thing, isn't it? It's, it's the same sort of feeling you get with like, you know, Batman seeing Metropolis get destroyed and then he wants to destroy Superman because he sees him as like this, this evil entity. Do you know what yeah, I mean? From, yeah. from, from Agatha's perspective, this was a dark messiah that she spent years, you know, training to combat against. That is true. And, and, and Wanda saying, oh, it's okay, I can control it, I'm a good person, that doesn't mean anything, does it? Like, she doesn't know that, that she's not going to go off the rails. Um, so maybe this whole time, yes, she was trying to steal her power, but is she going to be revealed as a bit more of an anti-hero down the line, as, as more in line with the comics? I wonder. Yeah, but do you think, though, that she's going to be too happy with the fact that, you know, she's being kept in this sort of state for a long time? Well, we don't know how long. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, by Wanda, she's trapped. Exactly, sort of thing. Um, it, would, it would be good if, if she sort of did a thing of, yes, I have surprisingly good motivations in terms of for the good of the universe, but you still kept me trapped in here for 10 years and for that I will take my revenge on you yeah. Wanda do you know what I mean yeah, like something yeah. like that of like you know there's a bit more dimension to her than yes. just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, some, like some kind of evil witch or something <laughs> yeah. no I agree with that I don't think she'll be as one no but I do agree with that I'm really mm. glad that there was like loads of witchy stuff because I really like witchy stuff and the way they did it like with the runes and then like when they went back in when she like did her one of her old tricks and messed with her mind and put her back at the witch trial. I just thought that was that was so good. It, it, it. They went full on witch iconography, didn't yeah. they? Like mm. the wrinkly skin. I really liked I, it. I, I also like that Wanda saves the day through sort of becoming a witch and and, and thinking like a witch because she uses that rune spell yeah. that was set up in the previous episode. That was a really nice check off scum because I wasn't thinking, oh, she's going to use that to flip it back on Agatha necessarily. Yeah. She's still she's still not very trained, but it was it was nice to sort of. I think I think across the whole episode, and indeed the series even, they've done a really good job of, even though Wanda is so incredibly powerful, they kept chucking things at her and they kept finding new ways for Agatha's powers to sort of affect her. Like earlier mm. on in the episode, when she was blasting Agatha with energy and she realised very quickly that that was not effective and she needed to like throw a car at her. Even little things like that in the moment just, just sell you on the fact that even though Wanda is very mighty we as the audience still care about her and still worry about what's going to happen to her in any action scene and that's tough to do it's it's it's, it's well done it is tough to do Definitely. yeah especially when we start dealing with these kinds of of, of power levels absolutely yeah, she's a ridiculous power level like oh the things she, she can just, do as well she just can't mm. catch a break can she she's they, <laughs> like those she's lost the kids where are they I feel like that is a letterboxed review in a nutshell of WandaVision. She just can't catch a break. <laughs> also, she just can't catch a break. speaking of the kids, like they were surprisingly calm considering they were like, we're going to go to sleep and just not exist. Well, uh, what do you think about the future of not only the kids, but Vision as well? Because I feel like they're, they're now all kind of tied up as, as one entity, I, I think. I feel like we are going to get another Vision because we have the V1000 out there somewhere mm. flying off. Um, but I just don't know about the kids. I think it would be weird for them to disappear with the hex and then reappear later on. But I also think it would be weird for them to just be gone. So, not sure. Yeah, I gotta say, I, I was I was convinced they weren't gonna kill the kids. <laughs> I was like, there's there's no way, even with the hex, mm -hmm. you know, coming to a close, I, I would be hard pushed to see a Disney property be like, no, the kids are dying. The kids are, the kids are <laughs> off. Um, but it felt right 
but I'm not convinced that we're not going to see them again. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, they're established comic book characters. Vision is definitely coming back. He's definitely coming back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw and a spanner. I think that was the right decision. You're going to throw a spanner? I'm going to throw a spanner, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think they're, I think they're gone, mate. I think they're gone. Really? Because I think the reason... Unless later, like really later down the line in the MCU they bring him back, because I, I do feel like... Um, yeah, I just feel like that it's rare. I don't know. I just the way they went as well was very emotional, and I feel like it gets a bit messy with like the kid who's already got a power similar to her, and then you've got another kid who's a speedster. We've already got one mm. of those. Like I think I, I just got a feeling it would get too messy unless they need some heroes later down the line once people are dead or you know their stories are finished. Um, I'd just be surprised to see them again. I could be wrong, and also I just thought the way they did that was so tasteful. And I just thought it was a yeah. really great scene um, in general. And Vision says before he goes, who knows what I might be next? So I definitely think that's hinting towards Vision coming back. If that makes sense. Yes, I do. I, I, I think Vision's definitely going to come back, but I think he's going to spend some time apart from Wanda. Mm-hmm. She's going to go off and do her own thing. She's going to be in a Sam Raimi superhero movie, which just feels good saying it out mm. loud. It just feels... Just, and and that's, that's next. That's the next that's thing incredible. we have with Scarlet Witch. It's going to be insane. Um, so he's going to go off and do his own thing. I think he's maybe going to do a bit of soul searching, mm-hmm. become the vision that we know it again. Paint himself. Um, paint himself, yeah. The kids, I don't think we'll see for a while. I think either they'll come back into it and they'll be established Marvel characters because... As you say, Charlie, when people go and leave the MCU, they're going to want more heroes for the future. And I think they'll either be setting them up as long-term characters, or I think they'll do a bit of a Peggy Carter in the sense that they'll they'll be part of her ending. Mm-hmm. Like when Wanda and Vision eventually leave, I, I can think see that. she'll get yeah. the kids back. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Definitely. I can certainly see that. They go off into the sunset. Yep, definitely. They finally get their house. Do you know what I mean? Mm, definitely. How do you guys feel about Vision potentially coming back? Because, you know, as you know, I've always been an advocate of once they get resurrected once, keep them alive. I don't want to see them die twice. And also, I think, you know, for all the stuff that Wanda's lost, she earned the right to, to keep her husband, I feel. Yes. I feel like she, I feel like she's suffered enough. Yes. And even though it's a bit of a miracle and even though it's a bit, you know, it's a bit hokey to bring characters back from the dead, I think under these circumstances, personally, it's right for Vision to stay in the yeah. MCU. I also but think... I get... Go for it. I get the feeling that the fan base will not agree with that. Mm. <laughs> I forgot what my point was. Continue. Uh, yeah, I think that the... Uh, I think Vision will... I think he would definitely come back. I'm just not sure... I don't know what they're going to do about... Like, I don't know, like, what's... Maybe that's the the next thing we see Wanda do, like trying to find where that other version of Vision like, has gone. Um, I'm just intrigued to see how they deal with it. And like you said, I do agree. I think that would be weird for him to... I think they definitely had him fly off so that they can bring him back. Like, I think that's almost a given. Um, and I, mm. I like that because, I mean, like you said, like the cloud, you know, how, how can he actually go? Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, he can't go anywhere. we got to do is build the, the suit back again, you know? Well, and you've got him in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not human, so it's not like we're just resurrecting skin and bones. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a computer. If, uh, mm. if your Mac dies, you take the hard drive, if it's not saturated in water, and you put it into another one. He's, who, who would do who that would to your do Mac? That to my Mac? <laughs> He's just who some gigabytes water over it. <laughs> yeah, that's what Vision should have done to the V1000. He should have just poured water. <laughs> <over it>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanos didn't mess, but, didn't have to mess about with pulling in his Mind Stone. Huh? Just pour just a bit of water <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh, that was also cool. I like that he tried to do that to him. Yes, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a fun part scene. I, I feel like you got like the appropriate amount of action for a TV level MCU yes. Yes. project. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I all- but then it, it, but it also had the heart. I loved that Wanda was in trackies for most of it. I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> because like, yeah, yeah. you know, when, when you're caught short in a bit of a battle, you're not always wearing your finest getup and midriffs aren't always showing <laughs> and boobies aren't always out. But, you know, um, I loved it. I loved her new outfit, though, on a serious note. Yes. I was about to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it was phenomenal. I really like yeah. the way it looks. I think it's brilliant. And, like, and then later when she gets the cape and the hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this whole series has sort of been almost like a chance to sort of inject more of the comic book origins into the, both these characters. Like before in the MCU, like in stuff like Civil War at the airport battle, they just kind of drift into the background, don't they? Because they're so powerful, they can't possibly really have them fighting like Black Panther and all these people that are like more ground based. Yeah. Whereas now that they've gotten like their own story they've like gone through all the you know the the minutia of it they've given us white vision from the comics they've given us scarlet witch with the headdress and do you know what I mean they've leaned into like their origins and their powers in 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 such a more concerted way that i feel like we've finally gotten the scarlet witch the vision that we know from from the property yeah 100% definitely absolutely and I- and now that we have them we've got them do you know what I mean it's like if we bring in mutants or if we you know as we, as, as we know one's gonna be in Doctor Strange it's just like the possibilities are now endless to get more Scarlet Witch content I'm very excited yep. I really like her as a character yeah I think they're both fantastic and I think that it's I feel it's the first time I felt in the MCU that I'm like hold on a minute these might be like my new kind of favourite people to watch like I want to see what happens to them um, whereas yeah, before definitely. I'm not gonna lie to you I don't really care what happened to Vision that much like I didn't really know him yeah. that very well that much mm. and now it's like, oh, actually, you know, they've become more well-rounded characters and they've got charisma and... Because it's so difficult with Vision because he's a mm. computer. Like, it's so difficult to yeah. give him those. But, like, Paul Bettany, yes. brought, he's brought himself, he's brought that charisma in. Um, mm. And they, obviously the, the, the fact that we spent time with him for a series has allowed us, to, you know, to, you know... I, 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 think, I think they're undeniably the best MCU romance. It, it, it's yes. always between... Yeah. It's always the gold standard. The gold standard is Steve and Peggy for me, and it's about whether it tops that. Yeah, and I think I think now you know the the amount of time they've had and and the the things that they've the stresses that have directly affected their relationship, Mm -hmm. rather than the relationship being a part of the movie that happens to go on in the background, has made it the best MCU romance for me. Definitely, and you can hear all about the best MCU romance on Full Fat Videos. Ah. There's a video about it. Yes, in my in my video essay about it. Yeah. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I um I think there was a danger when creating White Vision of him becoming an Ultron almost. So I like that they really steered away from that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't unconvinced that James Spader's voice was going to come out of that thing. Yes. And I, I was so. very happy when it was Paul Bettany because I just didn't want... Yeah. I, 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 if, if Ultron comes back, I would like it to be like, the full Ultron, we make a big deal out of it. I don't really want him to come back in like another form yes. played by a different actor. Like just bring back James Spader because he deserves, he's a great actor and he, you know, he, he's a good voice for Ultron. Oh, yeah. I think the characterization could maybe change a little. I personally much prefer a Skynet-esque Ultron that's okay. like Same. emotionless and, and not just like Tony Stark 2.0. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. But 
It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like how every time we watch WandaVision and Age of Ultron, like, poster comes up afterwards. It's like, no, we don't want to watch yeah, that. Like, <laughs> Go are away. you sure you don't want to watch this? <laughs> Please watch it. We need the views. <laughs> if they, if they, if it would come up with Infinity War after an episode of WandaVision, maybe I'd think about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The only thing I thought was weird about um, Vision flying off and implying that Vision is still alive is I thought they would get back together at the end of the episode because I feel like it kind of the show deserved him to him to him to be alive and confirmed. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it's a bit yeah. of a weird beat that he's gone off somewhere and now Wanda's going to go off and do something. And the only reason I feel like she didn't keep the family at the end because I feel like thematically it made sense for her to keep a family at the end. I feel like the only reason Vision flew off and all that is because we know she's going into Doctor Strange. That was the only thing about it that felt very like, oh, we've got to move her across the board over here. So she's going to go off and study in the cabin from the end of Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Learn her powers. You know. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a bit strange. Although, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I've got a question related to that. Is that, do you think we're going to see a WandaVision season two? No. That's a good question. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think we will. I mean, I think But we what will. could they possibly do with it? Do you know what I mean? It, I, I feel like it would just be flogging a dead horse to do a season two. But I see it as like, you know, you've got the concept of WandaVision. We got to see that concept play out in terms of the comics. Now it's just the WandaVision TV show where we see what WandaVision get up to and oh, what see, adventures see, they go that, on. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, that, that to me um, isn't unlikely. I think with all of these Disney Plus shows, I think they're going to be like one and dones. Yeah. Uh, that continue that continue the story of the MCU and continue those character stories, and then from there, you know, as we've seen with Wanda, now she's going to go pop up in a movie, mm. and then from there, who knows? Maybe she'll come back to Disney Plus. Maybe she'll go back to the cinema. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I think with all I think with all of these seasons, they're going to be like treated as mini series, and if the characters come back to Disney Plus, it'll be like a new mini series. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So like, if Wanda comes back to Disney Plus after. A multiverse of madness it'll be like a different title it is essentially in terms of the investors and the shareholders at disney is one division season two mm. in terms of the money to be made but i think they'll they'll brand it and package it as a new thing that's starring wonder and vision yes or just wonder or just vision do you know what i mean interesting i do think they will do a season two i've got i've got well, straight up they'll be like one division season two yeah i've got really? a feeling yeah see yeah. i would rather them tell like a new story rather than but I still feel it'll be a new story with these characters but I I would rather like I don't know like a a Cap and Peggy we're back in time series or whoa now you're just now you're just talking dirty (laughs) to me (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would just I'd just rather see new characters and and form a bond with characters like we did with Wonder and Vision just with new characters maybe like there's a Rocket Raccoon and Groot series um, or something but that's like what that. I mean. I think I think it's all going to be like, you know, for example, if, if that were to, if that were the case, Rocket has popped up in Guardians three. Now he's going to pop up in the Rocket yeah. and Groot show. Now mm. he's popped up in Guardians four and five, and now he's gone back to Disney Plus in you know the Winter Soldier Rocket show, and it's like a completely <laughs> new premise. But do you know what I mean? But in yeah. terms of oh, people liked Rocket on Disney Plus. Let's put him back on Disney Plus for another season. But it's going to be a different premise and a different idea. Mm. I think that's. That's what I see for the future of Disney Plus. But of course, all of this stuff is now quite new. Um, we haven't even had 
we've just had one show, haven't yeah. we? We haven't mm. even had Falcon Winter Soldier or Loki yet. So so it remains to be seen. Mm. But I would imagine as well, just from a business perspective, I think it's going to be difficult to keep wrangling movie stars back for like miniseries again and again and again of this degree. I think it's I think the reason why they got the stars from the movies in the first place is I reckon they said to them that this isn't going to be like a an ongoing thing. This is going to be like eight episodes, mm. one and done, and then we move on to the next project sort of thing. It's going to be treated like a movie. Absolutely. Interesting. I hope so, but I think that we're in the business of sequels, baby. And I think that the MCU is going to give us second seasons. I really do think but that. I think, but I think the MCU has always been very clever in disguising those sequels. Like, we've basically had Iron Man 4, except mm. it was called Captain America Civil War. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I think no, we yeah. will get Division 2 in a manner of speaking, yes. from a certain point of view, yes. but it won't be it won't be one division for a different film or or yeah series. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be like you know the Scarlet Witch, Wanda and the X Men. Do you know what I mean something like I that? I see what you mean. But, yeah, yeah. Mm, the Scarlet Witch when they reboot it. <laughs> the Scarlet Witch. It really upsets me when like there's like a really nice polished off first season of something and then they try to bring it back with a sequel season. It just it doesn't sit well with me. It always upsets me. Well, when yeah, we've got that that neat one and done. Yeah, like, very like, much with just uh, leave it alone. It's fine. Makes I do know what you I mean. Like I don't... that with Stranger Things. Stranger I... Things is exactly it. And Riverdale. I don't think that needed any more seasons. I thought the first season of Riverdale was. I don't great. think it needed any seasons really. But <laughs> we're all entitled to our opinions, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is top tier trash. But we love. We love it. We love our. No, I, yeah, I, I, I can see the uh, so bad it's good appeal of Riverdale, but. But like it didn't but need yeah, maybe, more maybe than you'll the get me first hooked season. It. I literally watched like two episodes of the second season. Was like, no, this hasn't got the same same magic, you know. Mm, okay. Much like uh, this episode of the podcast compared to our previous ones. <laughs> After we, you know, I I don't know how many times the jump cuts and the, and the, the changes to topics will will mask the incredibly difficult <laughs> and painful time we've had recording <laughs> our first ever. Uh, uh, Films full fat podcast, but hopefully people still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Feel, I do feel like if you did film all of this, like the behind the scenes, it would be make quite a funny comedy. Uh, <laughs> not for us because we're obviously stressing out, but from the from the yeah. outlooker, um, I mean, Matt just yeah. lifted up a chair, didn't you, Matt, a minute ago? <laughs> in, in rage, yeah, uh, yeah in rage. We, yeah, no, we um, started one division watching one division at eight a.m. and it's now mm. two p.m. and we're still not yes. finished recording. Yeah. I had to go all the way downstairs because our lift is broken and the delivery man left a package and I thought it would be a normal package and it was a it was a massive package. So I, I, I carried the postman's massive package up the stairs to, to do something with it. It's almost laughable with it. how much things have gone wrong today. But, you know, we made the most of it. We've tried. And yes. You know, you know what? We are. It's the first uh, it's the first filmed podcast. There was going to be some teething problems. Yeah. I think we've we've risen to the challenge. Yep. We've visioned the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the first day on set, innit? Everything goes wrong on the first day on set, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, but next week obviously it's gonna be the smoothest ride exactly. imaginable. <laughs> we yeah. just uh, we just lack a little vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was something I wanted to bring up, which leads me to my notes, is Hayward says to Jimmy Woo, uh, you're lacking vision or something. He should have said, you will pay the price for your lack of vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing way better. Does anyone, else, does anyone else on that note have any wrap-up thoughts, any points they oh so desperately wanted to mention about the episode that they liked or disliked and I mean, I they'd like to get into now? I have a season ranking 
of the episodes. But do we have time? Do you? I do. Mm. I wrote it down. We've got time. We've got time for a little season ranking. I think mm. I might need a little refresher course on what happens in each, in each episode. So, so the first two episodes are the 50s stuff. 50s yep. and 60s. 60s. Yep. The, and, and the first one's the dinner. Second one's the magic show. Yep. yep. The third one Was is the... uh, Quicksilver. Like when Vision's running super fast and she's talking about Quicksilver and um, what's her face gets thrown out of the hex. Yes. Monica gets thrown out of the mm-hmm. hex. Episode four is the episode Monica three episode. Episode three was the twins as well. The twins were born. The twins in come in. Three. Yeah. Four was. Four is outside. It's, it's from Monica's perspective, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. Um, and then five. Uh, five is when Vision starts to to piece together things, doesn't he? Yes. And then he has the argument with Wanda. It ends with Quicksilver coming in. Six is Halloween. the Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. Possibly Seven my favorite. Is possibly your favorite. Yeah. Really? Yes. Possibly my favorite. The Halloween mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, let's keep going. Explain okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Seven was... The uh, Modern Family episode. The Modern Family episode. Eight was... Going through Wanda's Wanda and Agatha, memories. the clip show, and then nine was the finale. Yes. Right. Okay. okay. I'm just going to have a quick... I'm just going to quickly type out one to nine on my notes so I can have a little ranking. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know. It, was, I'm not it sure. is really yeah, I'm not hard sure. to rank them. It's very hard. It took me quite some time let's let's hear your rankings okay. whilst me and, yes me and charlie are thinking okay. of ours so episode eight although oh 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 hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on will you ta- will you taint our rankings if you tell us yours whilst we no well, someone's got to so. say theirs first anyway haven't they yeah you so, you're well but we haven't written ours down yet yeah but so we haven't you're too stubborn to take my opinions like <laughs> <laughs> you've got your okay, own fair, opinions fair like it's fine Fedus, Fedus. Okay, so shoot. My top one was episode eight. I thought that was my favorite episode. I just felt so engaged. I thought the acting was sublime. Thought that it was written beautifully. Um, and then I've got. I'm now trying to remember why I put them all in this order, but I'm just going to read them out. Uh, episode four is second. Episode nine is third. Uh, episode one, then episode two, then episode five, then number three. Then six, then seven. You put seven last. I think that's very interesting. I seven was the Modern Family one, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was my between... favourite as well. It's, be- it's between three and seven for me. I think you're right. Though. I think I think seven was the weakest, wasn't it? Yeah, seven. And also seven was when we started to get an inclination of the Quicksilver disappointment yeah. and and all those things. I think that's a pretty solid ranking. Yeah. What was your top three again? I think uh, that was pretty solid. Was it eight, eight, eight four, four nine? nine? Yes. It's funny because it's going to look like you influenced me, but I'm pretty sure that would be my top three as well. Yeah. Maybe I would do eight, nine, four, eight, nine, four, six. Okay. And I'd have three and seven at the bottom. I did really like, I did really like the 50s episodes. Yes. So I'd, I'd probably go, and I think the second 50s episode was better. Or the 60s episode, rather. I then... preferred episode one to episode two. I just thought it was like a really nice start to the season. I did think it was a great opener, but I really liked, and I thought the gags were more memorable the uh, magic in, show, in the second yes. episodes. Yeah, like the magic show, you know, mastication. Oh, I don't do that. You know, all those sort of things. Like, they were, they were quite funny. I feel like we got them clumped together. So maybe in my ranking, I clump them together and they share a spot. It is hard to separate them out, I agree. Because yeah. I just think of them as like 
the black and white episodes. And it's it's weird. It's yeah. interesting that Charlie said episode six was his favorite because that's my that's my second to last one. Oh really? I just felt. I, was... I think I've got. A... <laughs> I think eight is probably my favorite now looking at them, but six is definitely up there for me. I remember really enjoying that, and that was when we got to see a bit more of. Um... Quicksilver, and I just thought there was some really nice moments with um, yeah, uh, Wonder and Vision sort of being separated. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's tough. It's tough to remember them all, to be honest. Yeah. So I think the, my ranking is going to be a bit like not definitive, but I'm just going to do it off the okay. top of my head. I think. So I think I'm going to go with eight, nine, like we both said. I think I'm going to go with um, I quite liked five. Number five. Okay. That was the one when the, the neighbours started getting a bit suspicious. And I remember that mm. being a really cool episode. Um, then I think six, four, uh, four. Ooh, it's hard between the others, isn't it? I think. And then maybe. Yeah. Maybe two, one, three. Actually, I don't know. Three was <laughs> two, one, one. Yeah, that was a. This is a. It's very hard to do the spot. I probably should have come thinking about uh, ranking them before I come in. But yeah, I'm just going off of my head now. But we'll try and give a definitive. I, one I, I think. Week, maybe. I think I've got a. I think I've got a ranking that I'm. I'm going to say it's definitive, and I. Oh, okay. My 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 opinion is never going to change on this. You heard it here first, so you know. If you want to at me in the comments about my terrible ranking, and I can never change it, I can You're never change my opinion. Man. So this is this is this is set in stone. Okay, yeah. this is completely. You never change the opinion oh, okay. anyway. So <laughs> I never go back on it. Never go back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eight, nine, four would be my top three, and then six, five. I'd then put the first two episodes below that. Two, one. But I still think, even though they're towards the end of the scale, I still think they're pretty good. And then it's only the bottom two, episode three, and then finally episode seven, that I would say are the two episodes that I thought were very, like, underwhelming. Same. That's... I was bored. Yeah, they were at my bottom as well. I think if the Quicksilver stuff had played out better, I would have ranked episode six higher. But if we're looking at... Episode six on its own is a great episode, but if you look at it in terms of the whole season, I didn't think it was very strong that is a good point isn't it because some of these now in retrospect it's a little it's a little bit iffier isn't it mm-hmm. i would argue with episode six that even though the quicksilver stuff has turned out to be a little bit disappointing i think the the use of him in that episode was really fun yep. the malcolm in the middle stuff with him playing like you know the brother that's come in and vision's not really that you know he doesn't think he's he's great with kids you know all this sort of stuff that yeah. was really fun. That was fun and then also ending that episode with vision trying to escape the hex and like you know wonder extending the bubble and that stuff it was just so exciting i remember when we watched it feeling very excited for what was going to come next mm-hmm. i'm i'm trying to think of the feelings i felt Yes. Each ep- after each episode, yes. as well as where we've come to now, with yes. everything as a complete package. That's why I said six straight away because I remember that one giving me the most like, oh man, that was sick when like really? Vision was like coming out of the thing and like he was like, tearing away and he was he was getting that reveal of like, oh, he can't leave the the town. Like he's only in a consciousness. Mm. Like he's only created by her. Like I'm thinking about the reveals that we got in that episode um, that I really enjoyed. Now thinking yeah. back on it. I don't know what it is about that episode, but it feels really disjointed to me. It doesn't feel like the sitcom stuff kind of matched up with the Halloween stuff, kind of matched up with the same story, if that makes sense, with the main story. 
I know that... what you mean. I think that episode in particular, the Halloween aesthetic, it becomes the Halloween episode rather than the Malcolm in the Middle yes, episode. Yes, of course. I think they should have picked one. And I think maybe they just tried to cram a bit too much into that episode. Mm. Possibly. Okay. I, I think I, I think they pull it off. Yeah, but I remember too. you saying you didn't like it at the time, yes, didn't you? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that so our final numbers. Should we just read them out so we we got we got a sense of where everyone's <laughs> differs? Yeah. I, mine's mine's not going to be act my, like definitive at all. I've literally just pulled this out of my ass. Um, okay. So in first place in the the top your top three. Mine's eight nine four. So yours I, is eight nine four. I've got eight four nine. I've got eight nine six, I think. Eight nine six, interesting. And then your full ranking after your top three. Mine's nine mine's eight nine four six five two one three seven. So mine is eight nine six five four two one three seven. Wow. Oh, so our final four are the same. Yes, it seems. Yes. Okay. And Terry. Sorry, I'm just. I felt like I'd missed a number then <laughs> on my list. I did that when I was doing it. I was like, mm, I'm sure there's something I'm missing here. Um, I've got eight, four, nine, one, two, five, three, six, seven. Damn. Damn. You don't like six. Damn. I feel like we're very roughly Damn. in agreement that eight and nine. Are the strongest episodes mm-hmm. roughly, and two, one, three, seven are kind of on the lower side of things. Mm. Am I right in saying that? I've yeah, but I think that's kind of unfair higher. on them, mm-hmm. just because of like you know yeah. eight, eight and nine is like the, you know the ending. You kind of want that to be the best, right? <laughs> um, and 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 two and one they lean into the conventions of those sitcoms so much, and that is the mo of those episodes, and they do them brilliantly. But obviously, it's a bit of an acquired taste yes. isn't it and it's 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 not really what the show ends up being well it's like the plus it's, it's it's like the risk they took it was like that's what's so great about those episodes but also it hinders them but there's not yeah, else yeah. they could have done you know it's just the first two episodes yeah. you know Absolutely. they set everything up i thought they were wonderful i love the first two yeah. episodes and i think this yeah. whole series has been an absolute acting masterclass. i think all the actors were were sublime um I just want to put Phenomenal. That Except Phenomenal. that little boy that I hate. No, I don't. <laughs> that poor boy. That poor, poor boy. You're bullying him. He's brilliant. He's a good little actor. He just... I don't know what it is. There's just something about him that just makes me cringe a little bit. There are certain actors that I'm sure are nice people in real life, but for some reason they just rub you the wrong yeah. way. And and, the, and once once they do... It's very difficult. Like, I'm that way. I mean, Charlie will know this. Hmm. He doesn't understand this, but I can't stand Ed Helms. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. But it's, it's become a bit of a meme now, yeah. so I play up to it. Whenever he's on screen, like, oh, God, bloody Ed Helms. But I just, I just, I've never, I never liked him in the Hangover movies. Yeah. I never liked oh, you're him. You're crazy. He's great. No, I just, I've, I've always found, I've always found him very irritating. And, it, and it's not his fault. And I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life. But in terms of his screen presence, I just... I just can't deal with he it. He also kind of plays those kind of characters. He kind of plays. That, he kind of plays. Broken his heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both of, uh, yeah. Both of you responded. Yeah. <laughs> we we we. We'll, we'll. I don't know who can go first. I don't Charlie, know. Charlie, go. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that I think that uh, it's the characters he plays as well. He usually plays those kind of like irritating dudes like on purpose, and I think that's probably why you don't like him as well. Um, like. Things- I s- <sighs> But but it's not. I don't know. I find him. 
<laughs> I just find him irritating. I don't know. Like, like even when you're meant to have the moment where you're meant to like care about him or like feel sorry for him, like that never hits for me. <laughs> uh, particularly, like, particularly in the Hangover movies, I'm just like, oh, it's... I mean, I don't, I don't love those movies anyway. I never particularly found them that funny. Oh, I thought the first but... one's hilarious. It's fine. I prefer the second one, to be honest. Uh, really? I think the second one's good. I think the second yeah. one's just the, the first one, but with like, it's got a couple of funnier jokes. Um, and the third one is just mm. terrible. The third uh, one's terrible. Yeah. The second one is a complete retread of the original, yeah. but I agree with you. I think it's got some better jokes. Mm. And for, for that exact reason, mm. even and, and, and because I don't care about the first Hangover movie, yeah, see, yeah. I'm quite happy to watch a retread of the first one with better jokes. Mm. So I would always pick two <laughs> over one. Um, I have not seen them, so... I don't think you're missing out on no, much. No, I don't think they're my cup of tea, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this has been the Full Fat Podcast. We we struggled. We have raged against <laughs> the dying of the light. <laughs> we started this podcast at 8 o'clock in the morning. It is now 2.23. <laughs> it took a lot of tries. It took a lot of internet connection woes, a lot of audition woes, and we've stumbled. But, you know, you know, to, to, to quote Russell Crowe in Man of Steel, you know, <laughs> we will stumble, we will fall, but eventually we will, we will find our place in the sun. <laughs> catch, my, catch my Man of Steel video coming out next week. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, guys, please plug your socials. Plug away. Right, Terry, you go first because you've got something important going out yes. tonight. So this evening on twitch.tv forward slash Terry Merkin. And if you look earlier in the episode, you'll find how to spell that. Um, I will be playing Jedi Fallen Order, um, so come join. And you can find me on Twitter at Merkin Terry, on Instagram at Terry Merkin, and on Letterboxd at Terrell. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Terrell. Amazing. And also coming out around the same sort of time, but you know, watch Terry's live stream, then you can watch mine after. (laughs) Uh, Your Frat Film was awful. We're doing a top 10 of 2020 movies that are coming out today. The full length of the podcast of the cut down that you see on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, that is your favorite film is awful on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at favfilmisawful. You can find us on Instagram, your favorite film is awful, and Facebook, your favorite film is awful. Yes, please subscribe, message us, all that jazz. We love hearing from you guys. So am I right in saying, guys, that you know, uh, I, I log in 7 p.m. GMT for the release of Fate Film is Awful. I'm assuming the full pod is over an hour. Yeah. So I watch. I watch the first hour. Mm-hmm. I hit pause. I log into Twitch at 8 p.m. GMT, mm-hmm. and uh, I then watch Terry's stream. Fantastic. How long is the st- How long is the stream going to be? Do you think, uh, Terry? I'm going to be playing for two hours, um, just because Jedi Fallen Order is a big old game. Um, two hours, I don't think, is very long for a stream, but that's what we're going to start with. So it's, it's my first stream, so yeah. you know, take the yeah, training yeah, yeah. off, see see, yeah. see how it goes, flex the muscles. Okay, and then, and then afterwards, so I suppose at 10 p.m. GMT, <laughs> you log back into YouTube and catch the last 30 minutes of Faithful is Awful. There you go. That sounds like a great. And then evening. you go to the playlist, and then you click on all those videos, and then you go to. <laughs> and then you just keep going. You just keep, keep going keep watching until you've watched all the content. It's yeah. going to be seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You'll times. have watched all our content, and we'll be. And very somehow grateful. we will still be recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes. This is our this is our limbo. This is, this is we're never gonna. This is our Westview. We're never gonna escape. Oh my god! This podcast. No. We're just gonna keep getting technical issues. It's just gonna keep dogging us down. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. No, no, I can't do it either. Which is why I'm gonna wrap it up now and say that you can catch me 
on Instagram at full fat videos or is it full underscore fat underscore videos? I think for that one. If you just search full search, fat videos. Search full fat videos on Instagram for digital arts and funky little edits and cut downs of some of my content and follow me on Twitter if you want to at me and tell me this episode of WandaVision sucked <laughs> or it was great. And uh, you can of course catch me on YouTube on the Full Fat Podcast and Full Fat Videos. If you're indeed watching this already on the cut down, I suppose you're already here, in which case, you know, you just need to click click the little button, mm. click subscribe. Mm. <laughs> click all the buttons. And rule we'll, Yeah, <laughs> click all the buttons. Click subscribe, click click like. Kick yeah. every card you see. Them. Kick the end boards. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you can't make it to my live stream, I'm going to be putting highlights up on YouTube, so you can catch them there. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Fantastic. All right, well, we will see everyone next week for uh, some Clone Wars reviews again. We're back to normal. And uh, I think we should do some Snyder Cut predictions mm. because it's the very last time ever in our lives where we'll be able to speculate on the Snyder Cut before it comes out. So that's that, true. That sounds like a bit but of before we go, because it's the last time we get to do it, we've got to do the jingle, baby. All right. <laughs> so it's Wonder we, Wonder Vision. Vision. Wonder Wonder Vision. Wonder Wonder Vision. The lag just made that the single worst time we've ever done it. Probably. The single worst time. Perfect. It fits... Just, you know, the narrative of this fucking <laughs> recording. Oh, of this, of this pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go yeah, lay yeah. down been... for a, till next week. Yeah. I'm going to go, go sleep. It's been, it's, been, it's been nothing but chaos. Yeah. And yeah. Chaos magic. Thanks, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs>